Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary, and I'm really excited to share with you today about something that I recently self-published. It's been a dream in the making, to be honest. A number of years ago, I had a book called Breakfast in Bethlehem, but when the publisher went out of business, it ceased in publication and never was picked up by any other publisher. This Christmas, I'm excited to share the story of Breakfast in Bethlehem once again. It's contained in a collection of two Christmas stories called Father Looney's Christmas Stories, where I tell the story of this young boy who goes to Bethlehem with an angel and sees the events of Christmas unfold, including breakfast made by the innkeeper in Bethlehem. In the second story, Flowers from the Shepherd Boy, I share a story about a young boy who meets the three magi, who shares with him the story of Christ's birth, and then how this young boy meets the Holy Family as they are fleeing into Egypt. These stories of Christmas and the Epiphany, I hope, will be ones you wish to share with the little people in your life. You can head on over to Amazon and buy a copy of Father Looney's Christmas Stories. You can find the link in the show notes. And now, on with today's show. My name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. One of the ways in which we express our Marian devotion sometimes, it's right there at the front of my church in Brussels, Wisconsin. We have a statue of Our Lady, an altar of Our Lady. We have votive candles by Our Lady, and people go and they light a votive candle, and they say a prayer, they entrust their petition to Mary, and that candle remains lit for seven days in the church, which, interestingly enough, some one time I had an atheist friend uh, come to the church, and they really thought we should blow out all the candles because it was a fire hazard. So, you know, that's <laughs> not something from their milieu that they're used to. But uh, that's something we do as Catholics. You can go to Lourdes, you can go to any of these shrines and light candles to Our Lady. But then there are the candles that you light at your own home. Where I live in Door County, there's Door County Candle, and the lady that owns it, she's she's from Ukraine. And so during the Ukraine war, she's had a Ukraine candle that she's literally sold hundreds of thousands, I think, of these candles uh, featured on different shows uh, throughout the country, uh, primetime shows and such. And so we have the candles that we have in our own home Maybe you go to Yankee Candle or some other candle company. But what if I told you there was a Catholic candle company? It's called Corda Candles. And Anna Camacho is the entrepreneur behind that company. And today she's joining me on How They Love Mary to share about her candle company, which I think is going to make some lovely Christmas gifts for people in your life. So thanks so much, Anna, for joining me today. Oh, I'm so delighted, Father Vinny. Thank you. 
And it's interesting because kind of the way we get connected, and maybe this is a little behind the scenes. Some people might think, well, how does Father find his guests? Well, a lot of times I go out, I find guests myself. I see a book. I'm like, I want to talk to this person. Uh, Just uh, several episodes ago, I sat next to a person on a plane who became a podcast show guest. So there's always that possibility. But then other times, you know, publishers will send me a book or a publicist will reach out to me. And that's what happened in your case. Uh, A publicist for a company called Tapestry Branding reached out to me and uh, they said, Anna Passmola on your podcast, she's a fan, and was wondering if you'd be interested in having her on your show. And so I looked at it and I said, yes, I think this would be something very beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's a great work. You sent me a little care package actually with uh, some candles and I'm delighted to have them. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful work you're doing. And I want to know, how did you become a candle maker? Oh, man. Uh, I like to give all the credit to St. Joseph, actually. And maybe that sounds a little bit strange, but before Corda, I had never made scented candles. I'd never, you know, run a product-based business, shipped products, anything like that. So um, what I was doing was jobs that, just kind of had me in front of the computer all the time. Um, a lot of keyboard work, a lot of just kind of moving things, you know, from point A to point B. And there really wasn't anything creative. Um, I was developing like health issues because, you know, you're sitting there all day. Um, and so I started praying to St. Joseph because I just really felt this desire to do something that was creative and that would let me work with my hands. And he's the man to go to for that, right? Not only is he the patron saint of people who are looking for work or currently unemployed, uh, but he also, that was his life. He provided for the Holy Family through the work of his own hands. And so I just kind of took it to him and said, you know, I don't, I'm in these jobs. It's paying our bills. I'm grateful for that. At the same time, I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to be doing, but I have no idea what that is. So I'm just giving it to you and let me know what you come up with, basically, was my prayer. Like, I have no idea, uh, but, you know, just take it to Jesus and let me know what I'm supposed to do. And gosh, it was... It was like six years, Father, of of praying that prayer just over and over and over again, Um, you know, kind of still in these jobs, um, showing up, doing a good job there, but also just feeling really kind of more and more unsatisfied. Um, And I actually ended up giving my notice at my kind of my day job uh, because I just was like, I just can't do this anymore. It's kind of killing me Um, without knowing what was going to come next and just trusting Whatever it is, something will be provided. And um, so years and years and years of this prayer. Um, and then one day we were at Mass. My husband and I were at Mass. And we'd always sit on the St. Joseph side is what we call it. You know, most Catholic churches, you've got your Mary statue on one side of the altar and St. Joseph on the other. And we were in the first pew, kind of right in front of his statue. And um, it was after communion, so everyone has... The time to pray and Thanksgiving and instead of kind of going to Joseph and saying, Hey, remember, you know, there's there's this thing you're supposed to be working on for me. Um, instead of asking him for anything, at that particular moment I was just 
really telling him thank you, um, you know, for being such a good father to me, to the church, for, you know, taking care of us, protecting us, um, for his example of taking care of his family and just really just kind of sitting with him and saying thank you. And it was in that moment when the idea for these candles and for quarters just popped in my head out of the blue, out of nowhere, had never thought of, you know, doing anything remotely close before and the idea of like taking scents and connecting them to saints um and then also being like here's four kind of like recipes you know of of how to do that um all in the same moment and so again like this was not you know i don't have i didn't have any experience didn't really know how where to even start but as soon as i was given this idea um i just knew like there was so much peace in that moment after years of kind of restlessness you know um there's just this kind of knowing that this is what i was supposed to do next so every yeah all credit to st joseph if anybody (laughs) needs a new job give it to him because he'll come through for you that's one of the titles we uh, salute St. Joseph under, St. Joseph the Worker. So he is a patron saint of workers as one who is a carpenter. And so you have this inspiration then to attach scents to saints, which then comes across as candles. And you had to learn how to make candles. If, if you had no idea how to make a candle, how'd you learn then the process? Did you watch YouTube videos? Did you buy a book? Did you take a class? What did you do? I tried to do a couple of those things. They're really, this was, gosh, three-ish years now, and there was not a lot of resources out there at all. Um, There are a couple of, like, YouTubers or forums or something, but also it's a pretty, um, what do you call it? Like, people in the industry really like to to keep things close to to their vest there, so... Um, a lot of it was just trial and error. Um, what I did know is I could go out and you can buy like a kit, you know, where it's like, here's your vessel, here's your wick, your wax, your fragrance, like everything you need, just kind of mix it together like a cake mix, you know, at this temperature and then you're good. Um, and I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. I want to learn from scratch how to do this. I researched every kind of wax I could find. Um, ended up like making my own wax blend. Um, and also the fragrances, like these are all inspired by and directly connected to different holy men and women or aspects of the face. So I knew those were things I would have to create from scratch. So learning how to blend fragrances and top notes and base notes and middle notes and what works in wax and what doesn't and how it changes from when, um, you know, you're lighting it to when you're just smelling like a candle off the shelf. And it's, but it's fascinating. Like there's so much science in it and it's like this rabbit hole that you can go down. And um, it's just really fun for me. Another reason why I feel like, the business itself was such a gift because this is the stuff that I love. Like I love when you learn something and then it just like worlds open up, you know, and there's more and more and more to like learn and enjoy and experience. 
Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Just uh, how you got the inspiration, that how you learn, and now you have this company. And let me tell you, I'm on your website, and I am just completely impressed that you have 1,900 reviews. It's 1,934 reviews. So that's that's really impressive, I think. So that means that you learned well, that you figured it out, and people are enjoying your product. So you came up with this idea because of St. Joseph, you credit him. Do you have a candle to St. Joseph? I do, yeah. So his is called Carpenter Shop because it's actually tied to St. Joseph, the worker. Um, One of the cool things about Joseph is he is one of the very few saints that has multiple feast days in the liturgical calendar. Um, And so kind of different titles that we honor him under um but saint joseph the worker which is may the first that's that's our patron at corda and so his candle is called carpenter shop and it's what i would imagine if i was there with him at work um so it's leather and it's sawdust and it's um, it's a manly and and, oh it's it's very manly um and very just like comforting like there's this real comfort that i get when the fragrance is kind of filling the space and yeah it's it's one of my favorites it's one of my dad's favorites too and that's one of the things you hope is that the candle communicates something about the saint and you just said you know it comforts me or and so it makes you almost think of saint joseph as you're taking in that order then is that right yeah, and that's really what I wanted to do with the candles that I think is very unique to us is, I mean, when I think when I started and I said St. Candle to people, one image comes into people's heads, you know, the it's dollar the store candle. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dollar yep. store candle that has St. Jude <laughs> or Our Lady of Guadalupe or uh, yep. who's another, yep. you know, and then they have some of that, like even they've kind of like a... a secularized it they've put like ruth bader ginsburg or whatever on these candles yeah that's what that's what comes to mind you're right yeah and i was like gosh that's just not at all what i want to do because what what is a candle but something that you see right you've got the the live flame but then it's also something that you smell and with those candles it was just something that you looked at. That's what made it like, quote unquote, Catholic. It was like it was a votive the, candle. The picture. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, well, that really doesn't have anything to do with like enjoying a candle. Um, so I was like, well, what can I do? And the scent was just kind of an obvious solution to me of that way when you actually are burning the candle, you're enjoying it. Um, it's filling your space and it's that scent itself that is tying you to the faith and to these, these saints that have gone before us. Um, and so you keep, you know, kind of breathing that in, breathing that kind of sacredness or holiness in, and it gives you this tangible connection to them, um, apart from just like, you know, something on the outside of the jar. 
Yeah, now I'm going to do something I've never done on a podcast episode. So I have your sample products in front of me. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to open them up and take a little sniff and just comment on it. So I have oh, wow. <laughs> I have this one here called well, Let's go. I have this one here called Roses in Winter. And maybe I'll say this too. So, you know, I was told you were sending me this little care package in the mail and and I'm like, "Oh, it's a candle. It's for the show, whatever. That's great." And uh, so I just I imagined kind of what you uh, stated earlier. I just imagined it wasn't going to be a votive candle. I knew that. I knew it was going to be a candle that had a scent. But I kind of envisioned that on the candle itself, it would have like, so roses in winter that's supposed to evoke Our Lady of Guadalupe. In fact, you have a little tag. Serene scents of fir needles and Castilian roses are inspired by Our Lady of Guadalupe, made by hand in the heartland with an all-natural coconut wax blend. So that's what it's supposed to convey. So I guess I would have thought that there would have been Our Lady of Guadalupe, but I, I'm thinking that you want to do evangelization, in a sense, in a more subtler way. So here's Roses in Winter. It's a very pleasant smell. And now here's the little story behind it. And so it's kind of... Uh, under the radar evangelization if maybe a Protestant was to buy one of these so they don't know that it's necessarily Catholic. Is is that a fair assessment? Oh, that makes my heart so happy that, that you picked up on that because what I wanted with the design was it was something that first led with beauty, um, that when you see it, when when you're holding it, it's just something lovely that's attractive that kind of draws you to it because – Beauty is something that draws all of us, right? Um, And so whether you are practicing or, you know, maybe there's someone in your family or someone close to you who has stopped practicing, or maybe you work in a very secular environment and you're not allowed to have a crucifix on your desk or, you know, there's just lots and lots of... um, sort of circumstances where maybe having something that leads with beauty is a way that you can connect with your faith, but also introduce it to other people in a way that doesn't hit them over the head, right? So if you have someone who you're like, oh, here's this, you know, handcrafted candle with great ingredients and it's so beautiful. And that's something that you can connect around. And then if they come back to you and they're like, man, this scent was, was pretty cool. I really liked it. Thanks. It gives you the opportunity to be like, oh, actually that scent is connected to this person. And let me tell you about this person and the life that they lived. And it just, yeah, it kind of opens this door like the side door (laughs) I like to say to to the saints to living a life of virtue um to God himself without being like hey I bought you like this apologetics book you know which has its place but it also doesn't work in every situation does that make sense at all yeah definitely and and that's (laughs) what I picked up because I'm like there's no picture of Arle Guadalupe here but you know this would be if you I worked for a long time at Kohl's department store before while Mm -hmm. I was in college and so you know this would be it kind of looks like a Sonoma candle you go you look you're like oh that's a Sonoma candle oh no it's Corda it's you so this is roses in winter and I've taken the cover off several times and maybe you've uh, heard it on the little podcast audio 
audio for the listeners, but uh, it's got this very, I, I almost want to say it's a very calming, uh, very calming scent. Like it, it's a, I, I would call it a feminine scent. Like, I don't know if I would burn it personally, but there's just something about it that I'm very drawn to it. So that's, that's my reaction to roses and winter. Now you can, so that's, um, so what, what size is this? This is your larger candle or you, do you have two sizes like the tea lights and then the one size or do you have multiple sizes? Yeah, we have our signature candle, which is the one that you have, um, which is a 45 hour burn time. So it'll, it'll last you a good long while. Um, and then we do offer tea light versions of all of our scents. So, if you're on the website and, you know, there's 22 different options and you can't smell them beforehand because you're shopping online, um, the tea light sampler is a great way where you can custom pick which, like, mini versions you want to try out. Um, and I think, do you have one of those as well? Where Yeah, I have a, yeah. a pack of six that you send. So. For yeah. example, I have Mary the Immaculate Conception, so it says Immaculata, so that must be the that's the candle scent. And so that one is completely unscented, actually. Oh, that's our I think our because it's candle. That's interesting. Ahead, yeah. Because it's with the other candles, it's like picked up the scent of the other candles. It has a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so because of her purity, right? Like the Immaculate Conception. Um, so it's just pure beeswax and coconut wax without any fragrance. So I have Our Lady of the Annunciation. You call it Fiat. Mm -hmm. That has a nice little pleasing scent to it as well. So what's that one? Yeah, that one is strawberry and acacia wood. And oh. I would love to challenge you on whether you can see I the can smell the wood now wood. that you say it. Yeah. I would not so have our lady of the annunciation and acacia wood with the uh, um, ark of the covenant yes you got it i'm glad and the mary the theologian could get that right <laughs> yeah yeah and that then was a test. um the strawberry is oh there's so much beautiful art the fruit the mary. fruit of her womb or something right it's yeah and the strawberry plant it blossoms with pure white blossoms at the same time that it fruits and so it's used as a symbol of her as perpetual virgin and also mother and having those at the same time. So let's see here. I had, uh, okay. So there, so in my possession, I have four Marian. Oh no, I lied. Uh, yeah. So I have three Marian candles and three alternate candles. So the third Marian candle is Mary Stella Maris, which is sea star. And uh, I, I don't know if I can detect what it is, but the nice thing is, is when you can smell a candle, it means you don't have COVID, at least in these days we live in, right? <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. so tell me about Stella Maris. Yeah, so it is kind of a salty, oceany fragrance. And then I also added some white florals or soft florals. So there's some jasmine and gardenia and other things in there to kind of nod to her femininity and gentleness. And then, of course, the ocean breeze for her as star of the sea. Gotcha. Now, I have morning prayer, which is called lauds. 
So maybe when I pray my morning prayer, if I'm praying in the house, I should light this candle. Now I have a, I, I, I want to say this is a very fruity smell, but maybe mm-hmm. again, it's like the combination of all the scents together. Yeah, that one is, it's got some bright citrus, like grapefruit and stuff in there yeah, to kind of energize. It. Yeah, and then there's um, juniper berry and morning dew as well as kind of like a sunrise type feeling. The next one I have is kind of if you have morning prayer, well, then you have evening prayer, night prayer, which is Compline. And... Uh, Ooh, uh, I almost have the word. Is it lavender? Yeah, you got it. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So, and then finally we have battle cry, which is St. Michael, the archangel. And that one, I'm not going to be able to guess. I don't think. (laughs) So father theologian, uh, I'm sure, you know, there's four offices that Michael has, and the sense of this candle bring all of those together. So the spices, there's some like kind of stronger spicy notes at the top, which nod to how he is our strong defender in battle. Um, there's sandalwood, which is a much kind of softer uh, scent. And one of his offices is accompanying those who are sick. And those who are dying, uh, a little bit of a gentler role. So we brought in the sandalwood for that. And then there's incense in there too, oh, wow. uh, which at least for me brings to mind the mass, which makes you think of heaven, which nods to Michael's role as Prince of the Heavenly Host. So kind of getting, you know, everything we can about Michael into this one candle. That's great. Now, tell me, what's your favorite candle? So how many candles did you say you have? And then what's your favorite one that you've created? Yeah, we have 22 right now. Um, I have four favorites, if that's allowed. Okay. Um, I love the Fiat one uh, so much, Our Lady Annunciation. And the Immaculata, too, that's the one that I actually burn the most, the unscented one, because since I make the candles, I'm constantly like surrounded by all the scents all the time. So in the evening, I love to light the unscented one. And actually because it has more beeswax than any of our other candles, it actually has a warmer, brighter candle flame that, um, I just really, really love. Um, of the two that you haven't had a chance to try, one of them is called Sweeter Than Wine. It's inspired by the Song of Songs. Oh, wow. And it's pomegranate and apple and cedar. Whew, and that one, oh, I just love that one. Um, and then the fourth one is actually a new one that we're about to release, inspired by St. Francis of Assisi. And it is cypress and stone and earth. So... Um, yeah, that one has layer upon layer of meaning with those scents, but it's such a um, very grounding, very humble, but also like very, um, it's both like outdoorsy and like, oh, it's just so fresh and clean, but also very, very grounding. And I just really love it, especially for this time of year. Well, that's great. Now, you just said those words, this time of year. So, 
Right now we're in autumn, we're going to transition to winter. Liturgically, we're going to be transitioning into Advent and then Christmas. So some of these candles kind of coordinate with liturgical seasons, like you have uh, the roses in winter. Our Lady of Guadalupe is December 12th, so that's a nice candle to burn on her feast day, for example. You have gifts for a king, so that's an epiphany candle. And uh, actually, uh, you know, confession, I had a a frankincense candle or something like that from Yankee Candle that I used to burn uh, during the Christmas season. So, So maybe gifts for a king should be the one that I buy. Uh, and start burning this. So um, how do you view your candles? Maybe how can we use them in a liturgical sense? Not like at mass or anything, but just kind of that liturgical living piece at home. Yeah, I love that. And I I mean, you can probably speak to this better than I can because the church already uses candles so much in the way that we worship God and practice our faith. And I mean, from sacraments like having the baptismal candle of course we have the easter candle we have candles on our altar at mass my favorite is how we use an actual candle to signify the presence of christ in the eucharist right you've got the the tabernacle light and of all the things that you know all the physical things that we could use we use a lit candle for that Um, and so i think having candles in the home for liturgical living is is such a like beautiful way to have the the continuity of that worship of the liturgy in our day to day lives and um, Christ I, you know tells us of course that He is the light of the world so it reminds us of Him He also kind of tells us right that we are the light of the world so it reminds us of our um, call to to bring Him out um, to be christ to others those in our own home and all those uh that we encounter in the world and i think um a lot of people a lot of our the people who use our candles definitely use them for prayer there's something really simple but special about just sitting down (laughs) taking a matter of lighter and just taking a moment to light that candle and then just kind of letting that light um, just kind of help you pause. It it reminds me of when, you know, before we pray, we make the sign of the cross. It's like a a thing to ourselves to be like, okay, this time is a little bit different, right? Like we're entering into something important here. And for me, that's what lighting a candle does. Um, It's also something where I love to just have it burning you know, as you're kind of going about your day to day, um, I do it, you know, when I'm working on the, you know, if I'm answering emails or working on the website or something, and it just kind of gives you this ambiance because it fills your room and it just kind of surrounds you with this uh, sacredness or holiness and, and reminds you of that in a subtle way. And that's a way that we can use candles and, uh, yeah, I think they create the atmosphere of prayer, just as uh, you, we have Advent candles that we'll be lighting during mm-hmm. Advent. But then, you know, kind of one of the biggest celebrations of the church is the lighting of the Easter fire, having that yeah. Paschal candle, and then we sing a 20-minute song to that candle, singing the praises right. <laughs> of what that candle will do as it burns in the middle of the night, as a sign of hope of the resurrection. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, candles have this, and there's always that um, there's that line that this one famous uh, priest, I think, uh, associated with the Christopher's, you know, it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness or something like that. So exactly. um, yeah, yes. there's lots there uh, with candles. Now I just want to talk about a very practical thing because I've never done this, and, and I, I know that I should. And you sell a wick trimmer, and I can't say that when I've bought in candles, I've actually trimmed the wick like I'm supposed to. So walk me through what that means. Well, Jesus tells you to trim your wick, Father, <laughs> in the gospel. So uh, we definitely want to take his advice, um, keep our lamps ready. But honestly, it is one of the best things you can do. If you're going to buy a candle, especially if you know, you're willing to say like, hey, I want to you know, support a small business or buy something that's made by hand. And so, you know, it's, it's a little bit more than, than your candle at Target or Walmart or whatever. Um, if you use a wick trimmer and that can definitely be ours or just use nail clippers or something. Um, and here's why it will extend the burn time of your candle kind of dramatically if you trim it. Um, because the, as the candle burns and your wax level goes down, your wick will get longer and longer. Um, as you like, let's say you burn it two hours and then you burn it four hours at that four hour mark, your, your wick is actually longer than it was when you first lit it. And the longer your wick is, the bigger your flame is, which means you're burning your candle faster right like the bigger your flame it's like you're putting more more gas um you're putting your your foot on the gas more and so you're burning through your candle faster so if you trim your wick it controls the size of that flame and it keeps it at a nice steady kind of even you know, you're cruising, you're on cruise control (laughs) with your candle when you trim your wick regularly. And also if you've ever seen at the top of your wick where it gets kind of, I don't know, chunky, um, it's called mushrooming in the industry where it's like things at the, at the top of your wick. Um, and if you ever see that where it's not just like the straight wick, but there's, there's things on top, definitely trim that off. Um, because that means that carbon is is building up on the top of your wick. Maybe you've been burning it for a really long time or or something. And every time, you know, that's burning, that's going out into the into your air. So just trim that off, toss it. And again, we you know, we offer a tool for that. If you are listening at home, just grab your nail clippers um out of your bathroom and you can use that to trim the wick. Um and we suggest like about a quarter of an inch or a smidge under, and that's the perfect length for our candles at least. And it'll, yeah, it'll give you that really nice long burn time so you get the most, you know, value for, for your money there. Well, that's great. So I need to keep trimming my candle as I burn it. So I do it right away when I light the candle or it's already, it looks like it's already like the size you want it to be. So then as it burns, I'm going to trim it. Yeah, we pre-trim everything. So when it arrives, it's ready to go out of the box for people. But then um, before you light it the next time, 
just give it a quick trim. You trim it every it time you light it. Every time, yeah. Mind blowing. Okay, <laughs> there you have it. I did. I will honest confession here. I had no idea either about this. I before. knew that I was supposed to do it, but I just didn't know yeah. what I was supposed to do. That's that's my disclaimer. Yep. <laughs> that's great. Well. I love Corda candles. I, I'm a, a big fan now. Uh, I have your candles. This has been a lovely conversation. Uh, your website is cordacandles.com. That's where people can go and they can find a candle and m- maybe try out one of the scents and burn that candle in their home. And uh, it's another way that we can really pray with the saints and uh, to ask their intercession, I think, with with uh, what you've given us uh, through this beautiful apostolate. So is Corda Candle on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram? Uh, are you on the socials? We do Instagram and Facebook, not maybe as much as, quote unquote, we should. Um, I mean, it's myself and my husband. Um, and then we have a, a couple of people who help us here and there throughout the week. Uh, so most of our time and energy honestly goes into making and shipping and helping folks with customer emails. So we are there. You can find us. Just don't expect super regular updates. Um, our email newsletter, which you can you can find on the website. Um, we do send that out regularly with more behind the scenes things, you know, the, with the Francis candle coming up, that's where we'll launch it, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for just, yeah, kind of helping spread the word, but also it's, I just love talking about the saints. I love talking about our lady. Um, it's really wonderful to, to see someone else, um, you know, you with your apostolate, just to see how that's something really close to you as well. And I really appreciate, yeah, just being able to kind of chat about St. Joseph and, and Mary for a while too. Thank you for that. Yeah, well, thank you for the apostolate that you are doing to really bring light into the darkness of the world, letting the light of the saints shine for the domestic church. So if you want to learn more, cordacandles.com. Thanks, Anna, for joining me today. Thank you, Father. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show and for all the many ways that you support the podcast. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to check out Sock Religious. I love their socks. I love their shirts. And so go over to Sock Religious, use the link in the show notes, and buy some holy socks or some holy shirts that you can wear to evangelize your family and your friends. If you also want to support the podcast, I invite you to please share the podcast with your friends or on your social media platforms. Rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't mind, please follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My handle is at FR Edward Looney. You'll see all of the posts, all of the content that I put out each week by following me there. Thanks so much again for listening today. Know that I am entrusting you to the heart of Mary, asking her to pray for you this day and every day. And if you don't mind, say a prayer for me too. Let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.